This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Tuesday the 25th of July. In your squiz today, money moves from the treasurer, Spain votes but doesn't decide, Israel begins their judicial overhaul, and fajitas for the Matildas. This is your squiz today. Jim Chalmers, our treasurer, held a press conference yesterday where he had the good fortune to announce that the budget surplus he predicted back in the May budget is actually going to be bigger than first expected. So back in May, the forecast was that the government would collect $4.2 billion more than they spent in the 2022-23 to financial year. But now that financial year is over and Chalmers has revised the forecast. In his words, Alex, he says it will be just likely north of $20 billion. Hmm. And if you need some quick maths done, that's a $16 billion (laughs) improvement since May this year, which isn't too shabby at all, really. Hmm. It isn't the final figure, though. Chalmers says that will be released after the usual checks and cross-checks. That wasn't the only announcement that Chalmers made in his press conference. He said that Australia will be getting a new productivity commissioner, a man named Chris Barrett, and he said that he hopes Barrett's commission will help in, quote, getting decent wages growth and lifting living standards over time. And Alice, that wasn't even Labor's only economic announcement yesterday. So Workplace Relations Minister Tony Burke was also in the headlines yesterday. He was speaking about his plan to help casual workers on fixed hours to transition into more secure permanent roles with the benefits of paid sick and annual leave. Mm. And that's really just one part of Labor's workplace reform laws, which are a key government policy that's expected to come down the pipe before the end of the year. And if you can't wait that long for more economic news, you don't have to worry because (laughs) new inflation figures are out this Wednesday, which are going to be a big factor in deciding the official interest rate, which is going to be decided next Tuesday. So there is just no shortage of fun economic (laughs) news coming. Spain had an election over the weekend, but Alice, we don't yet have an outright winner. We don't yet, but Spain's Conservative Opposition Party, the People Party as it's called, are out in front. Prior to the election, the predictions were that the People's Party would be able to team up with the far-right Vox Party to form government, and that would usher in yet another right-wing coalition government in Europe. But That wasn't to be, Alex, after neither the People's Party or the incumbent Spanish Socialist Workers' Party gained enough seats to form government. They will now go into two months of negotiations with the King of Spain. But if they haven't decided a government by that time, Spain has to head back to the voting booth. Alice, Israel was our big story in yesterday's podcast. Mm. And just quickly, there have been protests for months there over plans to weaken Israel's Supreme Court in favour of the right-wing government. 
But last night, to the disappointment of protesters, those plans to reform the judiciary started to get locked into law. And Alex, we should say the scale of these protests is enormous. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis have been demonstrating against the overhaul of the judiciary, but to no avail. The law which passed last night means that the Supreme Court will no longer be able to overrule government decisions that don't pass the legal standard of reasonableness, which has long served as a check and balance on government power. And while this sounds like a technical legal battle, both sides inside Israel see this as a fight over the identity of the country. Yeah, it's really a contest between the secular democratic Israel that has held power over the last few decades there and the more religious and nationalist self-image that the current right-wing government prefers. Last night, that nationalist side chalked up a victory. And yesterday, Israel's president, Isaac Herzog, warned that the division in the country had turned into, quote, a national emergency. We have been talking about Twitter a lot on the show for the past year, Alice. (laughs) Almost non-stop, you could say. Mm -hmm. But that might actually be coming to an end, not because Twitter's going away, but because (laughs) it is being renamed. Yeah, so to be clear, we will still be talking about Elon Musk's social media company, (laughs) although we'll probably now be referring to it as X, which was an announcement that Musk made in his pretty normal shoot-from-the-hip fashion over Twitter. Musk has long had a thing for the letter X, of course, Alex. Mm. It was the name of one of his first companies, and he also included the letter in the fairly uncommon name of one of his children. And earlier this year, Musk had floated turning Twitter into an app he called X, the everything app. Yes. And look, by everything app, he means that it's an app where you can do banking and shopping and messaging and social media all on the one platform. Mm -hmm. And whether that happens or not, it does look like it is bye-bye for Twitter and its blue little bird. (laughs) Fly free, little one. Fly free. We know that it is World Cup season and, of course, we are absolutely cheering for the Matildas, (laughs) which means that we should also be cheering for Vinny Capavia, who is the Matildas' head chef. So it's Vinny's job to keep the team fed and well throughout the tournament, Mm. which he says Alex requires him to, in his words, read their minds while feeding them (laughs) and to know exactly what will keep them nourished for their matches. Vinny reckons he's working 16-hour days at the moment, feeding 50 mouths throughout each day. And as for what's on the menu, he says avocado, berries, coffee and Mexican food are all hits. <laughs> he said, we make some nacho bowls, a beautiful chili con carne, some quesadillas and some fajitas, which all sound pretty <laughs> delicious to me. That sounds, <laughs> I would like to join the team. Speaking <laughs> of the Matildas, they are playing Nigeria this Thursday at 8pm in the second match of the group stages. Squiz the day, Alice. It is a big day for our lifesavers. It's World Drowning Prevention Day and across Australia tonight, landmarks will light up in a deep blue colour to remind us that anyone can drown but no one should. And that is all for us today. If you like the show, please do tell your friends about it. It really helps. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. 
Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.